Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Thomas DeShooter is a former rock drummer turned financial strategist. He is an entrepreneur, speaker, family man, and CEO of Bloom Strategies. With over two decades of experience in the money industry, he is passionate about educating and inspiring people through a new conversation around wealth. All right, let's dig in. All right, Thomas, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah! That's pretty good, pretty good. Hey, first, let me say thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. I know that you're very busy and you have a million things that you could be doing, but instead you decided to give us a little bit of your time. So uh, for that, we say thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you for having me. It's always a great honor for me to, to find that people in the world you know, are interested in, in what I have to say at times and, and what I'm experiencing in life. And I've always believed that sharing our experiences is what, uh, what all of us can take something from, a little piece, and, and potentially add it to our lives. You know, a wise person once said that wisdom is learning from other people's experiences. Hmm. I like that. I don't think I've heard that before, but I really like that. My mentor told me, LZ, find your own potholes to fall into. (laughs) Same concept, (laughs) a little bit different way to say it. Um, The second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, feel free to go all the way back to where it all started, or you can start more current, current day. Tell us about yourself. Oh, yeah. So... Way back, way back when, when I was a little kid, I moved to a new town and right next door to me was a guy in my grade three class and he had a drum kit and uh, he brought me over to his house one morning on a Saturday and he brought me downstairs and I went down the stairs and I still remember this as clear as day. There it was, this fantastic blue pearl uh, Rogers drum kit. And immediately I was hooked. I had to play that thing. And he wouldn't let me play it. It took a long time before he actually let me sit down behind it and play it. It was, I think, about a month later, he finally let me in. And it was only like 30 seconds that he let me sit behind it. But that was it. From that moment on, I knew what I wanted to do for a very long time. And that was play drums. And uh, so I, I pursued that passionately. 
till I was about 33 years of age. And uh, at that point, I had become jaded and cynical. And as an artist, jaded and cynical doesn't work so well. <laughs> so <laughs> I was fortunate, though, to have a new passion. I read a book that's up here in Canada called The Wealthy Barber. And it was about paying yourself first. But more importantly, it turned me on to the idea of making money while you sleep. And, uh, and I became fascinated with the stock market. And so all of my passion that I had for music, oddly enough, transferred over into a passion for finance. And I could not consume enough information on finance. That was back in 1999. And that launched my career into what I do today. And uh, now I'm a proud husband, a proud father of uh, 13-year-old twin girls. They just turned 13. Yeah, I live on an island off the coast of off the west coast of Canada, and uh, we have a dog and two guinea pigs and a and a fish named Walt. And life is pretty good, I have to say. And that's uh, that's it. That's who I am. I'm passionate about life and my family and sharing what I uncover with others. And that's what drove me as a musician. And that's what drives me today in my current work. Talk a little bit about that. What I heard in your answer is that passion is transferable. Uh, dig a little bit deeper into that. I, I guess for me, you know, the passion isn't so much the uh, the work itself. Like, you know, I, I can't honestly say that, hey, I get up and I just love numbers. It's the idea of being fascinated with something, how something works. And then wanting to uncover it. And, you know, unfortunately for me, and maybe fortunately for me, I was given this idea that, that if I uncover something, if I find out how something works, or the more I dig into something, I have to share it. And so my passion is more driven by being really curious about something and then wanting to share what I uncover with others. Cause I, for some reason, I seem to think that if I can figure this out, then there must be other people out there that are curious about it that maybe don't have the time or don't want to spend the time figuring it out, but I'm happy to because I'm super passionate about it. And so it might not be the actual thing itself. It is likely more that I, when I get triggered by something where it's like, oh, that's really neat, I need to find out more then I, that, that's like I'm hooked, right? If I have to find out more, I can't stop myself until I you know, dig to the bottom of it, so to speak. So in that same vein, how does, how does your methodology, how you go about being successful, if you had to pull out two of those, what would you say those are? Um, I guess another way to, to say it would, would be, what are your top two keys to success? Uh, a willingness to be open-minded. And what I mean by that is to learn and constantly not think that I know everything there is to know about something. And I guess for my father, it would be a work ethic, a desire to get myself busy and do something. Uh, it's not good enough to just sit around and, and not be on the path of discovering something. So what about The Wealthy Barber was the trigger for you? Um, I know you said you you read it and and some of the the concepts spoke to you, but what was it specifically about that book? I'm sure that's not the first book you've ever read. <laughs> um, so what was it specifically about that book and uh, the concepts in it that kind of changed the trajectory of your of your life? Yeah, uh, 
I think it was more that I was in the right place for something new in my life. And, and I guess the story around that is that I had, uh, you know, as I said, I'd, I'd become somewhat disenfranchised with the music industry and playing music. I'd met a gal that I was considering, you know, marrying and wanted to, wanted to have a family. And, and my thought was, if I'm going to have a family, I should try to feed them. That's always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was ripe for a new seed to be planted. And, you know, the story behind it is a friend of mine, a number of years earlier, who, uh, who went on to be um, a doctor specializing in rheumatology. I was at his house a few years before that. And he had said, hey, have you ever read The Wealthy Barber? And I said, no. And he said, oh, you should read it sometime. So I was in, I was in an airport. I had dropped my then wife-to-be off in a city. She was going to do, uh, she was in musical theater. So she was going to be performing there for a number of months. And I was flying back home. I had won $20 in a slot machine randomly. Like I never gambled, but I had two bucks and I was like, oh, I'll try this. First spin, I won 20 bucks. I took the money. I walked down sort of the mall area of the airport and there was a big cardboard cutout of the author, David Chilton of The Wealthy Barber. And this is not a word of a lie. I reached in my pocket, I pulled out the 20 bucks and I looked at it. And I remembered my friend saying I should read that book. And I said to myself, I am going to change my life. And I bought the book. I read it in two days. And the next day, I opened up a trading account and started to trade stocks immediately. That's, that was the impact it had. Is I, was, I was really ripe for something new in my life. It's amazing how when you get to that point in, in, in life, how it takes all the excuses away, right? It takes away, well, I don't have a website or I don't have enough money or all the things that we come up with that stop us from taking action. Uh, so talk a little bit about that moment. So, I mean, this is this was a, a defining moment in your life. So how are you able to just to just do it? Because a lot of people struggle for years with just with making that transition. Um, how were you able to, 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 to effectively do that? Yeah, they, I like to call that suffering. And, uh, and believe me, I have definitely had my own experiences with suffering and dragging myself through something for a long period of time till I finally hit the, you know, hit that moment where it's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then you're ripe for change. And I think in that moment, what you know, again, what my father, my father gave me some real simple truths. One of them was if, you know, uh, if you don't like my fence post, don't swing on my gate. Right. So that was like, it was always sort of be, be yourself was his message to me was to always be, be myself and to hold true to who I was and, and what I felt. Um, there was another one of, you know, if you throw enough, uh, crap against the wall, eventually something's going to stick. And, uh, and then the last one was, if you're not all pulling on the rope in the same direction, you're going nowhere. Those were the three things that my, my dad sort of instilled in me. And I think for me, when I get to a place where it's like, I'm not doing this anymore, like, you know, I can see in my life that I'm not, it's not working. Like whatever I'm doing is not working. And so when a new opportunity presents itself, I have this ability to just jump on it and ask questions later. It's, I don't know if it's faith in life itself. I don't know if it's a willingness to trust the universe, so to speak, but it is that 
I just decide I'm doing this and ask questions later. And it's never led me wrong. And when I think about it now with all of the self-development work I've done over the last 10 years, it really is uh, aligning myself with that inner voice and getting out of my head. Because as soon as I start thinking, I can rationalize something away. You know, you can, you can, to your point, hey, I don't have a website or I don't have this or what about that? Or maybe, it, maybe what if this happens? You can start to really cause yourself to not get excited or to, to tone down your excitement for something that you had. So I've, I've always believed that if something really excites me, I'm jumping on it. I'm just going to go with it and see where it takes me. So kind of segueing into, into your work now, tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do. Uh, yeah, so I have a uh, I have a financial services firm, and our our specialty is really a couple of things. Uh, one is that we we focus on on cash flow strategies, and uh, I'm a certified cash flow specialist. We also focus on a, a new venture that I'm that I've added in is something called Profit First, working with entrepreneurs and and family businesses to to structure their business in a in a profitable way, and to make sure that there's you know, profits are always coming into the business, that they're not just surviving their business. They're actually creating a business that empowers them and thrives going forward. And so for me, what that, what excites me about that is I feel like I'm on the front line with my clients, working with them to help them achieve the things that they really want from their money. And what I've seen over the last two decades is there's a lot more suffering around money in the world than there is success around money in the world. And I believe a lot of it stems from a mindset and what we were told when we were younger, experiences we've had, maybe not having the right mentors in our life. And what I mean by that is my, my father, is, as much as I love my dad and my parents, and, and they were really great, uh, they went bankrupt in the 80s when interest rates went really high. And we went from a place of having money to a conversation that changed to, we can't afford that, that's too expensive, I don't have the money for that. And as a result, I adopted those things, those same sayings as well. And what I found is that every time that I would say, hey, I don't have the money for that, guess what? I didn't have the money for that. Because the more that we tell ourselves something, the more it's going to actually show up in our life. And the universe doesn't know whether something's good for you or bad for you. It's just going to show up with exactly what it is that you're thinking about or ruminating on. And so I believe that mindset and working around establishing new ideas around money and cash flow is the key to really helping people have a better experience with their money. You're the first person I've heard that was a cash flow specialist. And that's exciting. And you also mentioned you're on the front line. Talk briefly about how important cash flow is to business. Uh, yeah. So a number of years ago, I, uh, I joined a chamber of commerce and the vice, the vice president was an accountant. And, uh, and I had heard this saying that you'll never go broke making a profit. And, uh, and I said that. And he said, well, actually, you know, Thomas, that's not true. Because although your business might be profitable, if you don't have enough cash flow at the time that your creditors are expecting money from you, uh, you could very well end up in bankruptcy court. So cash flow is far more important than profitability when you're running a business, especially. If you don't have the cash flow coming in, you can't 
pay the bills. You can't get yourself to the next week or the next month. And that for me was a huge gift at the early stage of my, of running my business because it's always been in my head that cash flow is critical to the success of a business, to the success of anybody raising kids, paying bills, anybody in retirement. If you don't have the cash flow coming in, you cannot move forward in this, in, you know, in the way our financial system is built. And so that's why I ten- that's why I've decided to focus my business more on the flow of money. And so I look at it like the flow of money in and the flow of money out. If we can control those things and really focus on those, then we can really start to build wealth and have a wealth building conversation because we know what's coming in and we know what's going out and we know how to manage it. Perfect. I wish we had three more episodes to just talk about that because it, it really is. It's it's probably the number one reason why a lot of businesses go out of business is cash flow. Um, but unfortunately, we had to wrap things up. Uh, but if people want to learn more about you and what you do, um, how can they do that? Thank you for asking. Yeah, they can go to Bloom Strategies. That's B L O M strategies.com. That's our website. Everything that uh, we do is on that website. You can reach out to us there. You can uh, email bloom at bloomstrategies.com to uh, send us an email directly and uh, we'll get that into our inbox. We'll get back to them. And we have some free tools on there as well under tools. We have things like, you know, what I call the number one financial tool, which is uh, just, just creating a net worth or a balance sheet. So we have a we have that there. It's a PDF. It's all fillable. There's a video on how to complete it. And that's where I like to start with people to start tuning into their money. You know, if you want to create change in the world of your money, you it starts by tuning into it and becoming aware of exactly what's going on with it. And when you do that, unbelievable things are possible. And uh, another thing that you said when you um, in your answer was that uh, whether you're a business or um, a, a household, cash flow is still equally as, as important. Cash flow is the lifeblood of anybody being able to live in our economic system. With no cash flow, it doesn't matter whether it's a business or a family or an individual. If we don't have cash flow, we're not going to be able to, you know, eat basically. Like it, it's really hard to live life without a flow of cash, even if that cash isn't being spent very well. Like if, even if it's all going to consumerism, we still need the cash flow. Now, what I'd like to do is, is work with somebody to, to say, hey, are, is your money going to the things that you say are important to you? So one of the things we also look at is what are your values? What do you say is important to you? Let's start lining up your money with the stuff that really fires you up in life. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much, Thomas, for taking the time out to share your, your knowledge, your wisdom and your experience with us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, like I said, it's a, it's a great honor for me whenever anybody's uh, interested in listening to what I have to say. So thanks so much and all, all the uh, best with your podcast moving forward. All right. Much appreciated. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app.
That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget filled conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out to me directly at eflinart at enterprise-now.biz with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Also, don't forget to check out the Enterprisers Elite Club for thought leaders that want to learn how to leverage podcasting to launch, grow, and maximize their business. Head on over to www.enterprise-now.biz slash enterprisers to learn more. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.